And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Certainly, uh, it's uh, not raining now, which is good. So, uh, yeah, sporadic showers and it's uh, a bit random. Not, it's hard to tell whether it's going to be dry or wet. And, uh, yeah. It's Chobok today, which means we mark technically the first of the three hottest days in Korea. So how about that? Well, uh, not really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, be sure to be prepared, I suppose, walking out that door. It's going to be a hot, humid day with, as you've said, sporadic showers. All right. Let's jump is, in. Yeah. Sorry. I was just wondering, if Chobok is the, is the day where you eat uh, chicken. Yeah. Right? yeah, the chickens <laughs> too. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's probably on the menu today. <laughs> All right. A recommendation for some of our local listeners. Now we're ready to jump into our keyword news yes. portion of the day. We're going to clarify these major headlines, starting with this first keyword. Yoon in Lithuania. So President Yoon has arrived in Lithuania to attend the NATO summit. What's the latest in that front? Yes, so the summit will be held in Vilnius on Tuesday and Wednesday. Topics of discussion will include, of course, the war in Ukraine, cooperation between the military alliance, uh, NATO and the uh, Indo-Pacific region, as well as emerging security threats. Yoon will likely focus on gaining support against uh, North Korea, and he'll hold at least 10 bilateral summits on the sidelines of the gathering. Uh, he'll also meet with the NATO Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg. Now, his uh, meeting with the Japanese Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida, that will be the one that will be uh, closely watched. Uh, eyes are on uh, what agreements, if any, they will reach in terms of the Fukushima uh, wastewater release plan. That's, of course, a very uh, sticky issue and an issue of contention between the two countries. Uh, the presidential office said uh, you will deliver the government's position to Kashida if the water discharge issue comes up uh, during the meeting. Um, meanwhile, Korea and NATO will adopt documents for bilateral cooperation across 11 sectors, uh, including non-proliferation, uh, cybersecurity and emerging technologies. Um, from Vilnius, you uh, will travel to Warsaw after that for a three-day Official visit uh, talks will focus on expanding ties, not only in trade and investment, but also in strategic sectors such as arms, nuclear power and infrastructure. And eyes will be on what kind of deals and agreements are made in relation uh, to that. And as is customary with these official trips, Yoon is joined by a business delegation. Hmm. This time it is an 89-person business delegation that will be accompanying the president. Another point of interest is whether there will be a meeting between Yoon and the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. There is a possibility that Zelensky will hold successive meetings with various world leaders, uh, just like he did during the previous uh, NATO summit. Mm -hmm. Now, if a, a second meeting between Yoon and Zelensky is realized, attention will be drawn to whether the discussions will extend beyond humanitarian support to include uh, possibly military aid uh. to the country in its fight against uh, Russia. It seems that uh, member countries are attending NATO are in disagreement to what capacity they're supposed to provide military aid to Ukraine. That's one of the sticking mm. points. Um, I know we're focused on President Yoon's trip to Lithuania, but just because it was such a major world news headline, I just want to throw in a sentence in there that Turkey backs Sweden's NATO entry, which means that 
Technically, they're one major step closer to joining NATO, that is for Sweden. We'll have to wait and see how that headline unfolds, too. Let's move on, shall we, to our second mm-hmm. keyword of the day. Strong resolve. So Yoon says it's time to clearly demonstrate strong international resolve to deter North Korea's nuclear ambitions. He was speaking during a written interview with the Associated Press. Can you run us through what he said? Sure. Uh, as well as those comments, he added that he plans to discuss how to cope with the North's uh, expanding weapons arsenal with NATO leaders during the summit. Uh, and he noted that the international community needs to show that its resolve to deter North Korea's nuclear weapons program is stronger than the regime's desire to develop uh, such weapons. Now, he also says a new NATO South Korean document will take effect at the summit to institutionalize cooperation uh, in 11 areas. That's something that we mentioned in the first keyword, of course, including non-proliferation and cybersecurity, uh, things that are all, of course, uh, have uh, North Korea in mind. Now, Yoon added that pieces never as certain and reliable as when it is backed by powerful force and deterrence. Of course, continuing on with his hardline stance against the regime. And he also stressed the need for strong international sanctions against North Korea. And he also said he'll have several opportunities to speak with the US President Joe Biden in Vilnius as well. So, of course, eyes will be on what kind of discussions and agreements they come up with during their sideline talks. Uh, They could talk about strengthening the U.S. security commitments and the expansion of trilateral security cooperation uh, between Seoul, Washington and Tokyo, something that has been uh, pushed more recently under the UN administration. Uh, and UN also vowed to help continue to help uh, Ukraine in its war um, with Russia as well. All right. And North Korea no longer mum. Here's the latest in that front. This is our third keyword of the day. EEZ. So North Korea has threatened to shoot down U.S. uh, spy planes. It accuses of violating its airspace and known as the Exclusive Economic Zone, otherwise EEZ. It also denounced a plan by the United States to send a strategic nuclear submarine to South Korea. So what's the latest? Yeah, so tensions uh, between North Korea and uh, South Korea, as well as uh, the North and uh, the U.S. Mm -hmm. are intensifying even further. The North accused the U.S. of uh, conducting what it called hostile espionage activities by flying military reconnaissance planes off the eastern and western coasts of the Korean Peninsula. Uh, A North Korean Defense Ministry official said Pyongyang was ready to respond to Washington's reckless acts, Mm -hmm. as the official put it. Uh, The regime stressed that approaching aircraft might actually be shot down. And South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff responded by denying that the U.S. had flown spy planes into North Korean territory. Uh, Spokesperson Lee Sung-jun told a briefing that the U.S. was conducting standard reconnaissance activities in coordination with South Korea's military. Mm. Uh, The North accused the U.S. of sending spy planes over the North's uh, EEZ twice in the early hours of Monday. Uh, Kim Yo-jung, the sister of the North Korean leader, said North Korea would take decisive action if the U.S. continues to fly reconnaissance planes over uh, the EEZ. But she noted that such action wouldn't be taken for U.S. reconnaissance activities outside of the zone. Mm. Now, the U.S. responded by urging the North to refrain from escalatory actions and engage in serious and sustained diplomacy, as the State Department put it. Uh, In another statement carried by North Korean state media, Kim warned that the U.S. military will face what she called a very critical flight in case of a repeated illegal intrusion, uh, possibly hinting that military action 
um, might be taken if uh, such intrusions, as the North claims, take place again. In a rather familiar narrative, Kim Yo-jung also alleges that the country's warplanes repelled U.S. spy planes, but that's just a narrative mm. that the North has continuously spun before. Mm. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Korea-China ties. So China's top diplomat Wang Yi has met with the former UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon. Do we know what they discussed? Yes, uh, of course, uh, the Korea-China relations have been kind of fragile as of late, especially under uh, the UN administration. But there have been some efforts ongoing to try and get those relations back on track. Uh, Wang expressed the desire for China and South Korea to overcome their current difficulties and strengthen their relationship. Uh, during the meeting, Wang acknowledged uh, the 30-year history of diplomatic relations between the two nations, highlighting the progress uh, they have made. He emphasized the importance of cherishing and upholding the shared values between the two countries. Uh, Wang also emphasized that the foundation of Sino-Korean relations should continue to move forward and should not stagnate or regress. He assured that China's policy towards Korea uh, remains unchanged, and he expressed hope that Korea would work together with China to overcome the temporary challenges that he put it uh, they are facing. Uh, he also expressed his desire to restore and enhance cooperation between the two countries. Pan responded by emphasizing the need for a friendly relationship. He pledged to continue his efforts in promoting the development of Sino-Korean relations. Uh, during their discussion, they also exchanged views on mutual concerns, including the situation on the Korean uh, Peninsula and issues related to North Korea. Uh, Wang also praised Pan for his significant contributions to promoting UN affairs and international cooperation. Uh, Pan expressed gratitude for the support he received from China during his tenure as the UN Secretary General as well. Hmm. With that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. EB Sales. So Korea has retained its top spot in exports of eco-friendly vehicles to the U.S. in the first quarter of this year. That is, despite challenges posed by the U.S. IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. Are we just not seeing the ripple effects yet? Questions are raised. Can you tell us the details? Yeah, some concerns do linger. I think uh, this, the ripple effects aren't taking toll just yet. Uh, in full as of yet, uh, mm. although there are still concerns, of course, regarding it. Mm. But uh, for the time being, anyway, Korean uh, eco-friendly vehicles are certainly doing uh, quite well still. Uh, Korea ranked top in the U.S. eco-friendly car import rankings with uh, $2.13 billion worth of such cars in the first quarter. Uh, that's according to a Korea Institute for Industrial Economics and Trade report. Japan came in second, followed uh, by Germany. Now, South Korea's uh, position has actually been steadily improving over the uh, past few years. It ranked fourth uh, in 2020. It climbed to second place the following year and eventually reached the top spot in 2022. And it's maintaining its position in the first quarter of this year. Whether it can do so for the rest of the year remains to be seen. Uh, this comes, of course, as you mentioned, despite concerns over uh, the IRA, uh, the uh, Korean government and Korean companies alike are trying to make efforts to try and 
um, alleviate concerns regarding that. Uh, but despite such concerns, Korean car makers are enjoying strong sales, thanks to new guidelines on the IRA, in fact, that the US Treasury uh, announced last December. Uh, so there is a little bit of leeway when it comes to Korean cars, but still a ways to go in terms of uh, their perspective anyway. Uh, meanwhile, the report suggests that Korean car makers uh, should diversify their EV exports beyond mm. the US, as well as promote electrification in commercial vehicles. That's one of the options that was being cited as maybe a way to kind of dodge some of the uh, restrictions that were um, put out by the IRA mm. and as well as advance their vehicle uh, software development technology to remain uh, competitive um, as well. And these are kind of measures that uh, the Korean car makers such as Hyundai and Kia are undertaking at the moment to try and skirt mm. some of these IRA rules and still have a presence in the US market uh, but, of course, uh, they are also likely to focus on other markets as well in uh. case uh, their sales in the U.S. do dwindle down the line. I know we say diversify portfolio like that's easy, but, I mean, we've <laughs> been so reliant on exporting to certain countries, namely the U.S. We'll have to see how we can be further diversified because, I mean, just looking at the sheer population mass, look at how massive the American market has been for South Korea. But for now, not necessarily feeling the worst of the ripple effects of the IRA. Right, certainly not. It will take uh, some time because it has a recently right. implemented uh, rule. And of course, we'll have to see what kind of agreements and kind of concessions are made down the line as well. So um, yes, so uh, watch this space, I guess. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Happy Chobok. Have yourselves a delicious... What is it called in English? Samgyetang. Chicken uh, just, ginseng soup? Uh, maybe, but uh, I think <laughs> just coining the terms Samgyetang internationally will probably be a better option. <laughs> to make it easier. Italicize it. tongue. Call it a day. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.